Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the incoming bounty updates that Bungie outlined in their TWAB. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you want to listen to these as entire podcast episodes, just sort of audio only, you can look for SNTR Presents on all podcast platforms. And those of you that listen or watch on YouTube, hit and like, share, subscribe, the bell button, leave in comments. All of that's been really helpful. The YouTube's been doing great lately. Thank you for doing that. Um, this was a good update, I think. The TWAB was really, really good. They did, they walked through all the stats of Guardian games, but then they focus on two other really important subjects. The seasonal format going forward and then bounties. So I'm going to do two videos here. This one's just going to be about the bounties and how I kind of liked what they said. So I'm going to walk through what did they say, uh, optional versus critical, and then ending by talking about events and quality of life. Because they even made sure to mention events like the one that we're in right now in Guardian games. They made sure to mention that to say, we're kind of, you know, we're hearing you guys on the the centrality of bounties it's just it's they're all they're all there is to do and there's so much that you have to do so what do they say i'm just going to read this sort of first image to you they said bounties have come to be a central mechanic for any repeatable activity content in destiny so much so that we've seen them move toward being mandatory chores rather than opportunities to optimize we have some changes coming to help bring things back into balance so i like that they acknowledge they've become central they're not just saying oh we want to make bounties better for you or we're going to bring some quality of life I enjoy the tone recently from Bungie when they're talking about these updates and things. I feel like they are directly trying to encapsulate our feelings on things and then say, you know, here's ways that we're trying to address them because bounties have become very central. Now, I do want to say we are part of the problem. I I never want to blame the player base. I don't think that's helpful, but I do think we are part of the problem to a certain degree. I do think that we as a player base focus on them more than necessary, but they have become very central, especially when there's events like Guardian Games on. Now, in the second image here that I want to read, they said that uh, they want to shift away from weekly FOMO. This part seems a little off the mark, but maybe I'm not in tune with what they're talking about. I didn't feel like this landed on me in particular. They said XP and season rank gains are currently balanced around large contributions from weekly bounties. The intent here was to provide large amounts of progress for a small amount of focus play every week, but weeklies fall down here because you lose out on big chunks of progress if you miss a week, and they are strained between too little progress for single character players and too much uh, repetitive work for triple character players. While the specifics are still under development, as early as Season 12, we want to make this better by replacing weekly bounties with a mechanism that provides players with a set of non-expiring uh, and account-scoped objectives each week that grant lots of season rank progress. Now, you don't like hearing me say, I told you so, but this is in line with something that I started suggesting, is objectives, weekly objectives or monthly objectives and put those on the NPCs. So I like that they actually use the word objectives there because I even said, I said, you know, you, you just go to a, an NPC in the tower and you should be trying to like level them up and advance progress on them the way you did with obelisks. And I said, a way to spice up this feeling of like, I have to grab all these little like chore bounties or whatever. I... I always said, you know, in, in recent videos about this, like, just give me an objective for that week, something that I have to just kind of work on. And they could do, you know, little, medium, and large sort of spectrum objectives. A seasonal objective with an NBC would be pretty good. They're talking weekly here. Now, the reason that section didn't necessarily land on me, though, is I've not felt this need to go and do 
the weekly bounties. I didn't feel that. Now, maybe I just wasn't aware of it. I felt like most of us focused on repeatables. So this felt maybe a little off, maybe slightly tone deaf, but again, I don't know. Maybe the community has largely said, man, if we miss a couple weeks, it's really, really bad because we can't get those weekly bounties. They expire. They're not there anymore. And we miss out on those large chunks of XP. I feel like most of us has focused on repeatables and dailies because those can be done in lost sectors. So it is good though that they're looking at not just tweaking one thing or a few things. They're kind of looking at the entire scope of how bounties land in the game. Now the next section they talk about optional versus critical. And this again is where people have said, I feel like I have to do these. I'm constantly having to grab bounties. If I don't grab bounties, I'm going to lose progress. Okay. So the second image, they said optional XP optimization, not critical path. Bungie has uh, bounties. I'm sorry. Bounties have found their way into the critical path of some seasonal pursuits, becoming primary sources for seasonal progress. Starting in season 12, we plan to steer away from this model in general. Bounties should focus on being an optional way to optimize for more or faster core progression like XP or powerful gear by way of challenges. When it comes to optimization, we recognize there's a very blurry line between optional and manual mandatory and there is no perfect balance that works for everyone but we think the balance is tilted too far towards feeling like you need to do bounties to unlock seasonal content so we're going to take a little step back now keep in mind we're in season 10 and then next season's 11 so when they keep saying season 12 this is them setting their sights on year four um i don't know why they wouldn't make that clear not everybody knows what season not everybody knows what season we're in so they should probably be saying year four but that's what they've got they're they're setting their sights on this is going to tie into things i'm going to talk about later in the video because if they're going to lower xp payout on these bounties i think they need to really really simplify them Optional is nice, but they would also then need to be really generic and maybe even shared. I really like the way the medals are right now. They're not they're not super specific. It's just go into activities, kill combatants, and create laurels, and it's all shared. Like you don't feel like you have to like worry about teammates stealing kills or you throw a grenade and then everything dies before the grenade gets there because somebody else is doing the same thing. You're like competing with your fire team. They didn't really talk about that. That's the that's one of the things missing from this this system I'm sorry this update they didn't really talk about how bounties drive you to play by yourself they're anti-fire team and that's a missing point from this little update that I would like to hear them commentate on because if it's not critical and it just becomes optional and it still maintains its sort of disruptive feel of use this weapon use that weapon get these kills so you feel like you don't want to play with your buddies I honestly feel like that might add insult to injury. Oh, wow, it's not even worth doing now. They've lowered the XP payout, and they're still just as disruptive. They kind of touch on this later, but not as specific as I would like them to. So let's kind of shift to that. They address events and quality of life improvements they would like to make. Some of you are going to be really happy about the quality of life improvements. So event bounties. They said, our seasonal free events are also currently heavily utilizing bounties in their design. We have seen the feedback around Guardian Games being the most recent source of frustration with too much emphasis on completing bounties to participate in the event. We don't plan on making any changes to the current event as it's ending in a few weeks, but already looking at plans to adjust the role of bounties in future events. So again, I like that, you know, people are like, Bungie's listening, Bungie's listening. This is this is exactly the kind of communication that we want, though. We've recently provided some feedback on Guardian Games. Bungie's owning that and saying it's a point of frustration. People aren't happy about the way that bounties are feeling in Guardian Games. We aim to change that in the future. Obviously, they can't do it right now. That's understandable. So then they get into quality of life uh, improvements, and this 
this is where I think some of you guys are going to be really excited because you guys have been asking for this one for a while. Uh, quality of life improvements. We don't like that every play session starts with 10 to 15 minutes of loading up on bounties. We want to make it easier to grab bounties when you want to do them. To that end, we are looking at mechanisms like allowing bounties to be accessed directly from the destination map. These are a bit further out, think season 13, so like winter of this year, but they're on our roadmap. We also don't like it when a bounty you've nearly completed in the middle of the previous day's play session expires right in the middle of today's play session. While we're still seeing uh, expiration as a necessary mechanism to keep half-completed bounties from hanging around forever, we're going to relax some of the expiration times in Season 11, that's the next season, to give more uh, time to close out on yesterday's 19 out of 20 grenade kills. This one doesn't feel that important to me. I, if how I would say you need to make it to where they're completed more easily. Not I. I don't want to be sitting on a bounty at the end of a play session that's eighteen out of twenty. It, it should just be done. I played for a couple hours and bounties. As we said just a little bit ago, if you're going to lower their payout and they're they're going to be more of like an optimization, more optional instead of critical, then they need to lower in what they require me to do. So I'm not sitting at the end of a play session with half-done bounties. I don't think the expiration date is a problem if the bounties aren't so disruptive and they're more fire team shared as opposed to driving people to play on their own. Then they said, speaking of grenade kills, in general, we are dialing in the time to complete bounty objectives to be more consistent. So in line with what I just said, this is sort of their generic addressing of what I'm what I'm frustrated by. Unexpectedly, uh, unexpectedly time-consuming objectives sneak in from time to time and we generally want objectives in upcoming seasons to be a bit less restrictive in terms of how you play that's really generic so that doesn't touch down on one of the primary things that i've been railing on it separates you from a fire team your teammates can make it go slower they have not addressed that i think those are the two things i want to hear them talking about are they still going to make you feel like you really want to just go and play by yourself are they going to make it feel like you're competing with your fire team as a opposed to how medals feel medals are as long as you're in the area and there's combatants dying you get credit now that's not so you can't like afk your way through a shared bounty or a medal you got to be out there doing the work and killing the things and and getting the kills so i would love to see bounties made far more generic and shared amongst the fire team so that when they lower their xp so they are more optional then that makes sense. They're more generic. They're just more there to kind of like give you a little bit of an extra like oomph. And then they're just like a nice add and not something that is disruptive and necessary and frustrating to the community. If they can do that, then they shouldn't need to make too many huge pivots in the events because the events would do the same thing. They'd fall right in line with this generic sort of side optional grind instead of feeling this central focus of, oh my gosh, this is all there is to do. That will require them though to maybe consider activity-centric events. So we would need things like Verdant Forest, Infinite Forest, the EAZ, and other things to come back and be a central piece of the event because if you don't have bounties being a large driver, then events would start to feel way more thin. They're already feeling kind of thin because of the bounties being a frustration point. If you don't feel like doing them, there's nothing else to do. They would need to consider that as well. But I would say, this is good to hear from them. I'm going to do another video about the seasonal changes as well. I'm, I'm excited to see that year four, they're making those tweaks that I thought they were going to make about bounties not being so frustrating and then making other changes to the seasonal format as well. We're going to switch to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A that followed my talk about the bounty updates Bungie plans to start in year four. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. And if you're listening to this on all those other locations, you can look for SNTR Presents on any of the podcast platforms, and then YouTube, like, share, subscribe, and all of the things. And those of you in chat, if you're asking about the glasses, there's a glasses command. Maybe we could add to the command that I am wearing the Inferno pair. Um, Gamer Advantage glasses are a, a new partner of mine, and I, I was telling everybody about how great the glasses are. So, I guess if you're listening to this, go to GamerAdvantage.com. This is not a, this is not a sponsored segment or podcast, but somebody in chat's asking, and you can use GamerAdvantage.com. You can use my code LONO whenever you check out. They're great. They really are. If you stare at screens, they're super comfortable, super light, and they do help with the uh, eye strain. Uh, JD Gamer. Hey, Lono, with the community blowing up about weapon retirement, do you think Bungie may back off weapon retirement? No. It's a need. It's a need. The, the community blew up about, like, adding content and taking it away, but Bungie can't stop doing that. They have to do it. Right? And they're, they're adjusting a little bit in year four. We'll talk about that in a separate video about how things will still come into the game and then leave, but they're gonna do it in a way that's more respectful of the community. Right? So, they're not going to just not do sunsetting because people cried on Reddit, all right? It, you need, you, they need to do this. The loot pool is bloated beyond what is even reasonable. The people that are getting upset about this, I just don't think they're facing the facts. If you go look at anybody's vault right now who's upset about this, they're just being unreasonable. I have 16 to 17 god roll hand cannons. My hand cannon collection got a little bit bigger recently because I went and got a waking vigil. Um, So there's only so much room within each archetype to make weapons better or more interesting. They cannot just continue to fill the pool. There there needs to be a natural pruning process. They did the same thing with Armor 2.0. They introduce a whole new thing. They make a lot of your old, they basically make all your old armor invalid and you go through and you delete it all. So, you know, I I get that people don't like this, but the biggest problem with the the opposition of sunsetting, I have yet, I have yet to see a good argument against it, right? I have yet to see a good argument against it. Oh, I'm going to have to go back up. Yeah, we started on question 16. I'm sorry. I scrolled down here to check on something. I'll go back to the beginning. I apologize. (laughs) Yeah, we're already on 16. I'll go back. I'm sorry. (laughs) Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Um, I haven't seen a good argument yet. If the, the, the arguments against sunsetting are always, always hyperbolic, just overstated exaggerations. They're ruining our weapons. No, they're not. They're taking them away from us. No, they're not. They're just they're just disrespecting my investment time. No, they're not. They're not doing any of that. Those are all exaggerated, overstated positions. So, and it's needed. It's needed. The alternative is that they have to just keep nerfing stuff. They had to nerf the Izanagi's burden. They could have left Izanagi's alone and been like, oh, it'll get sunset in six to nine months. It'll be, it'll be the god tier weapon for certain raids, but in the future, dungeons and raids and grandmasters or whatever, it'll eventually just drift into the distance and not be the god killer. They could have, they could have sunset the touch of malice instead of nerfing it. They could have sunset so many weapons as opposed to nerfing them. I would rather right now have a sleeper. You guys know I love sleeper. I would rather my sleeper be sunset instead of getting nerfed because right now I never use it. 
if it was sunset instead of nerfed this most recent week doing strikes and stuff when it was solar burn and heavyweight I'd have pulled out sleeper and had a ball with it you know what I did I left it in the dadgum shelf I left it in the bin why because they nerfed it if it was if it was sunset I could still use it in a certain in a, in a certain amount of content and enjoy it but instead it gets nerfed and I don't touch it so Get things are, are going to constantly get nerfed. I would much rather have sunset seasons of certain weapons and certain metas and certain things dominating DPS and PVE, and then a year or so later you start shifting to other things. If you're going to play this game and never want to shift to new gear, never want to leave anything behind, you're playing the wrong freaking game. It's a loot based game. This argument is perpetuated by ignorance and whining. That's that's the that's the truth of the matter. The argument about sunsetting is perpetuated by ignorance and whining. Most people don't even understand what it's going to entail, so they get all upset based in ignorance. I'm not insulting you, by the way. I think a lot of people are genuinely ignorant about what sunsetting is going to entail. It just means you can't infuse it anymore. It's still great in 90% of the content. You can still use it. It'll only not be usable in, you know, Grandmaster Nightfall's raids and dungeons. You can use it everywhere else you want, right? And then it's just rooted in whining. People just whining about like, oh, I want to be able to use my guns for forever. With respect, shut the frick up. You're part of the problem in the game right now. You want to clutch your three-year-old guns with white knuckles and shackle it to an anchor that's going to drag it below the ocean. Just too many weapons, too many everything. You have to let the game naturally prune itself over time. All these games do this. They all do it. It's necessary. It's an ongoing live service game. You cannot use things for forever. It ends up choking the life out of the game. You have to prune a rose bush. You got to prune the loot pool in a game like this. If not, it chokes itself and dies. So, accept it. It's coming, and it's absolutely 100% necessary. It's truds. Oh, wait, we got to go back up to the beginning. I'm sorry. Hang on. (laughs) We'll skip that question when we get to it. Chaotic. Any thoughts if Bungie will bring back Solstice of Heroes armor back? I don't, I have no idea. They haven't said anything. If they do it, it'll probably be in the summer, right? I think that's when they do it. I am Walking Dead. I have concerns with Bungie turning weekly bounties into a challenge system a la Apex Legends with it being tied to accounts, not characters. How do you feel it may impact the speed of leveling the pass? Well, this is this is one of the things that I outlined in a talk recently about NPCs, I think. I even used the word objectives. They, they, it's like right there in the TWAB. They said objectives instead of bounties. This is exactly what I was talking about when I said that. The idea that you could just work on something throughout the week, month, or season. Instead of feeling like, I gotta go in, I gotta grab my bounties, I gotta do them all, it would be something that's just sort of passively happening while you're playing to either add an injection of, like, XP, or it could be a method by which you're, you know, you're leveling up the NPC or something. So, I don't know what the impact it will have on leveling the pass. If they, if they normalize this, they can create a baseline, and the baseline would be, here's the average number of hours our community is putting in in a given week okay 
and then you structure the baseline XP payout around that. So by week three or four, I would think you would want most of the community to be past the halfway point on the season pass. If a season's going to last for three months, you want people rounding in the last half of the season pass as they go into month two. Why? Because you don't want it to be too rigid. If it's too rigid and like, nope, halfway through the season, you're halfway through the season pass. That's too rigid. Folks are going to fall behind. I think after three to four weeks, most of the community should be in the the mid-50s to low-60s on the season pass. They should be rounding the final corner. I I don't think you need this... You don't need this push to make it slow. Uh, You don't need to make this thing like, oh, it should take the entire season. No, and hardcore players are going to blow this out of the water no matter what. You take the baseline progression and you center it around the community averages so that most players are not are not uh, are not struggling to to get there. Oh, you got access to Valorant watching yesterday? I'm so glad they turned on drops for all streamers. That was such a good play. We were really hammering them for that. I really criticized uh, handpicking people for drops. I thought that was kind of dumb and they responded I think within like a day or two of folks criticizing it. Um, it was good to see them make that change. I am addicted to Valorant. I did not expect that. I, I really really enjoy it. Um... So, Chaotic Bro. You think having repeatable bounties on factions with faction armor and weapons would be a good idea added to the game? Well, I mean, you're just kind of throwing out bringing back factions. I mean, we've all asked for that. I mean, would it be a good idea? That's really, really uh, subjective because a lot of people thought that the faction sucked. A lot of people would hear what you just said and they're like, repeatable bounties, more bounties, like, I don't want to do it. I still think factions should be active in the game, but we don't need to go to them to do all these different things. You could just turn in your prime engrams to them for a chance at whatever things they're bringing back or something. You know what I mean? I I don't know. Or I could still pledge my allegiance to them, and as long as I'm playing and getting XP, I'm raising my allegiance with them, and I could periodically get gear. Or I'm just leveling them up and getting something every once in a while. I don't know. Luke Smith seemed to indicate they feel that the cast of characters in the tower is getting too uh, a little too full. okay, Ikora doesn't do anything, Hawthorne doesn't matter, Drifter, whatever, Ada doesn't matter, and Saint doesn't matter, like, it's not fair to invoke, like, Drifter, Ada, Hawthorne as, like, oh, there's too many cast of characters, they're not even relevant anymore, okay, you could yank everything out of, out of, uh, Hawthorne, for example, and just put those bounties at the faction, so when you pick a faction, that's where your clan bounties are now for your warlock. So your warlock pitches, picks future war cult. Just take that's where the clan bounties go. And then you eliminate. You don't need Hawthorne, and now her bounties are somewhere else. Like that would make way more sense. I'm fine with Ada and Drifter being there, and freaking even what's his name, Benedict, down in the freaking basement. I I think you could just take her Hawthorne's bounties and shove them into the the, the factions. It's one of those things, yeah, and Ikora just doesn't do anything, and then they use her for Vex Offensive. That's fine. If you want to periodically use Ikora for a seasonal activity, I'm fine with that too. But don't tell me there's too many characters in the tower. The factions got there first, man. They got squatters rights. Like, they should be able to still have a presence in the game, you know? Drifter's relevant to the lore. Ah, whatever. I simply don't agree with you about the benefits of sunsetting, but me typing and you talking isn't the best way to communicate or continue... Uh, the discourse. Well, listen, if you don't agree with me about the benefits of sunsetting, you have to make an argument as to how it doesn't benefit Bungie. Luke Smith has told you 
as developers when they have to take into account the end game viability of a gun for forever that creates problems for them developmentally you don't have to agree with it your agreeance with it doesn't matter they are saying it's a problem I'm gonna go with them every time if the developer of the game that I love is coming to me and saying this thing right here is causing us problems so we're gonna do this to minimize that problem there is no do you agree or not agree with this it's just a statement of fact this is something that's a problem for us every time we create weapons they have to be viable for forever and then when we make end game content we have to consider all those guns that are viable for forever it's why guns have gotten so boring why because you can use that hand cannon that scout rifle that pulse rifle you can use it all the time so what do they do they give you the same sort of copy pasta rolls on every gun because listen whenever they're developing content they already know exactly what primaries can do why because the primaries haven't changed in three years they're generally the same that they've always been and what happens the minute a primary weapon steps out of line what happens you get you get the recluse as soon as something stepped out of line it caused problems because they didn't account for it They accounted for all the other primaries in the game. Marginal, teeny tiny differences between them over the past three years. And as soon as one weapon steps out of line and is too strong, it gets so much attention and they have to nerf it. I don't don't know how you can't look at that and the pattern of samey, the samey nature of guns for the past three years and not see that like sunsetting is a need. It's it's a genuine need that the developers at Bungie have to put into position. They have to put it into place. You, you don't have to agree with it. They're telling us they need to do it. Why is this a problem now, but it uh, wasn't in D1 consoles? Were leaps and bounds worse than now? It was a problem in D1, no scope bin Laden. Destiny 1 just didn't last long enough for it to become a problem. You're forgetting that they did this when the, the Taken King came out. When the Taken King came out, they went, all your guns are no good. Every single thing you have is no good, and it can't be infused up. It's irrelevant. Just woof, just the threshing floor. They took 12 months of your loot and just wiped it off the floor. They did it. And then, if they would have had to continue building in D1, consider with me what would have happened. Wrath of the Machine drops weapons in the game with synergistic perks. So if Bungie would have had to make another raid a year later to compete with those raid weapons, they would probably would have been very samey or boring or created power creep. They kind of went a little wild. They didn't go too wild, but they went a little bit beyond. They said, okay, we can make the Wrath of the Machine guns slightly better or slightly more unique. Why? Well, because in, in 12 months, they're irrelevant. D2 launches. They didn't have to work within the constraints we're working in right now. They're having to deal with a longer period of time. So when you compare things to D1, we've left D1 behind at this point. As soon as we get into year four in Destiny 2, we're in a whole new spectrum of comparison because Destiny 1, you had Vanilla, then you had the year of the Taken King, and then you had Rise of Iron. It was a three-year game. As soon as we get into September of this year, we're in a whole new ball game of scalability. When they announced Armor 2.0, that's exactly what I put my sights on. Is it going to be scalable? If I spend an entire season grinding for God roll armor, get all the right mods, all the right combinations, if I spec out like I did today, right? I've spec'd out into a really, really strong hunter build. 
this has actually got a ghosted 10 from traction so I have 100 mobility and I have 100 recovery then I have uh, a tier 8 discipline and tier 6 intellect like it's a pretty strong build I got a really nice worm husk today from a nightfall okay what's going to motivate me to leave this armor set behind that's the scalability of the question it, it, that's always the question you have to ask if I spend the time to dedicate to decking myself out to being strong what are you going to do to incentivize me to chase your armor in the summer or in September or beyond how How are you going to do it that's always the question now Bungie has tried to do this in a soft way they said okay those uh, those seasonal armor mod slots they can only equip the mods the seasonal mods from the one behind and in front so eventually you'll shuffle forward I don't know if I'll ever do that because powerful friends is in some estimation a broken a broken mod it only costs four and you only need to do one more arc so conceivably it could cost five right it basically costs five to get 20 mobility well that's ridiculous you get 10 points on a piece of armor and half the points and I get 20 mobility. I get two tiers of mobility. Like, so with between two pieces of armor, I can get almost half of a max mobility. I can get 40, okay? So, they're gonna have to deal with that. They're gonna have to deal with that. I don't know how you're gonna unseat these builds for hunters because there's only so much you can do as a hunter anyway, right? Like, how do you make... How do you make me care about a, a different build if I have if I have such a strong build right here with my stats? I I can I can basically dodge anytime I want every nine seconds. My recovery is stupidly fast, so I'm initiating healing and then initiating recovery quicker than you. Th- like, how do you unseat this? That's the problem. Isn't seasonal armor mods only being applicable to new seasonal armor the sort of power creep for mods to incentivize you upgrading chasing new gear? I don't think you understand power creep though. That's not power creep. Power creep is we made a weapon that is on a scale of, you know, 1 to 10, it's an 8. This is how strong the weapon is. It's an 8. And then next time around, a year later, the only way you make a weapon stronger than that is go to 9. And then a year later, 10. That's power creep. The only way to make things stronger or to unseat what you have is just to keep upping the damage. And eventually, taken to its logical end, power creep results in all weapons one-tapping everything, including bosses, because the damage just keeps going up, 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 up for forever, okay? And that's a problem. It trivializes the content, and then Bungie has to balance according to the weapons, and that becomes a headache. So, I don't know how they're going to do this with armor, I, it, I have no reason to ever take this set off. Now, sure, you can be like, but Warmind cells, Lono, Warmind cells. Okay, do I really want to disrupt my entire loadout for Warmind cells? You've got to make them incredibly good. And then if you make them incredibly good, then you got to do something like that again the next season, and the next season, and the next season, and eventually mods become a problem. Right? I, get, I think I get where you're going with it. The only way you unseat powerful friends is to do something else is to do a stronger version of it or a stronger mod. Eventually, yes, you're going to have power creep within the mod system because how do you unseat some of the best builds? How? Take it to its final form, power creep gives us reckoning. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and Powerful Friends is blugged. I know. I actually I actually run it as it's designed. I never want to have to re- readjust my build around a bug. I don't want to do that. 
Here comes the Gambit. Hey, nobody's hating on Gambit. Reckoning is terrible content. I don't have to talk about Gambit to talk about how absolutely horrendous Gambit is. I'm sorry, Reckoning is. And Bungie even owned up to the fact that Reckoning isn't good content because it was designed around how strong we were. It's bad. It's poorly designed. They owned that. If Bungie owns up to Reckoning being poorly designed, then you don't really get to say that it's not. <laughs> like, even they're like, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> like, we designed it around how strong everybody was and we had to nerf it. You have to get the role you want first, and that's where the problem lies for me. I've run two accounts, 7,000 hours played in D2. The account I play less on is showered in great role loot and catalyst. Uh, I enjoy the weapon rerolling in House of Wolves because I could mitigate my heinous RNG with legendary weaponry. Well, rerolling's terrible because that's not chasing loot. Like, rerolling's terrible because you basically just then find the the path of least resistance. How do I get the currency for rerolling? Cool. I got the gun I wanted. I'm going to stand in the tower and reroll it for forever. Yeah, reckoning now isn't terrible. You guys are forgetting how much they had to change it because of how bad it was. <laughs> uh, Jim. Do you think waiting until season four, I think you meant year four, for these updates is going to hurt their player base numbers? People really need these things to happen ASAP. Well, I would rather Bungie take their time and get it right than rush it and break stuff and make things worse. Um, they're already doing so many updates and taking things in out and putting things in. It's creating a lot of instability in the game. It's creating a lot of instability in the game. So I don't want them to rush anything right now. We've already have a rise in error codes and and other frustrations. Hockey Dan. uh, Do you think bounties should reward materials instead of XP? Do you think it's currently too focused on uh, optimal XP grind throughout the artifact? Well, I mean, I I gotta tell you, if you're gonna just give me materials, then they're gonna become completely irrelevant to most people. I, I can't see giving a crap about doing bounties for materials. Um... I think of them awarding you XP is is how they've always been. It's just, it's disproportionate right now. I also think they just take too much time. You have to go and read it. You have to change your loadout. You have to worry about your teammates stealing kills. Like, it's just, it's disruptive. And it drives you to not play with folks. Tying seasonal mod slots to seasonal weapons is the way forward, I think. Like how Warmind cells work. Once the weapons get retired, so do the mods. Right, but again, to Eden, you have to have something that's worth it. Right now, Warmind cells are fun, but they're not worth it. Why? There's not any really strong incentive to disrupt my entire loadout. This is why I said for Grandmaster Nightfalls, they should have done six negative modifiers and then six positive. And some of the positive modifiers could be about Warmind cells. So you would want and be like, you, we really need to go into Grandmaster Nightfalls with a Warmind Cell build. And then that makes every seasonal mod relevant. What are you doing? Why do you care about these new seasonal mods? Dude, did you look at the Grandmaster Nightfall? The Grandmaster Nightfall, you'll be way stronger if you run some of these new mods. I think that's the key to doing it as well. You're naturally pushing people forward. Now, Crucible is a different story. This is a Crucible build. I don't have any reason to change this build for, like, basically for forever. So, if they would have done something like that. So, imagine in the summer they do that. They're like, hey, welcome to the summer season. We have these cool, you know, mods for your armor that help you spawn SIVA charges. And you're like, oh, that's cool. SIVA charges are strong. You can throw them. Uh maybe even have something where if your teammates and you time it and you throw them at the same time it causes more damage or something you know harkening back to wrath of the machine 
Well, if you go into a Grandmaster Nightfall and there are a handful of mods saying, you know, Warmind Cell generation increased, Warmind Cell damage increased, uh, you know, greater Warmind Cell efficiency against majors. I don't know. Just I'm just throwing random things out. Well, now you'd be like, oh, I have a reason to chase, equip, and experiment with these these SIVA charges because there's SIVA charge, you know, modifiers on the end game content. Warmind cells are very strong in Grandmaster Nightfalls. Well, Grandmaster Nightfalls suck as content, so who really cares? Most people that are going for efficiency aren't messing around with Grand are messing around with Warmind cells. The fastest runs come from avoidance, from fight avoidance, or tanking, or hiding, or whatever. Like the the, the content sucks because there's no incentive for you to go through and even mess around with that. Number one, you don't have to. Number two, it doesn't do anything for you. You're not getting greater points. You're not getting greater, you know, rewards or anything. It's just like, well, they're really helpful. Yeah, but I don't have to do it. There's there's literally no motivation to do it. I can go in and invis my way through it all. I can go through and, and, and use uh, Bubble or, you know, Well of Radiance and just sort of tank, tank my way through the content. I'm only doing it for Conqueror, but after that, it's useless. Right, you have to have things banging on all cylinders here. If you motivated me to use the Warmind Cells in Grandmaster Nightfalls with modifiers, and then you also motivated me to kill everything, well, now you've got a, a, a perfect storm. I go into the content, and I care about killing the enemies, because presently, we don't. And after that, you're empowering me to do it better. You're motivating me to kill all the enemies, and you're empowering me to be better at it with some positive modifiers some streamers who completed it were getting two ascendant shards and an exotic and prisms that still isn't worth it you can run the one you can run the thousand thirty way faster it, it isn't worth it. it that drop rate is not worth the trouble to eden do you think adding bounties to the destination map is a good idea the only reason i go to the tower is to pick up bounties what's the point of the tower uh to change for this to happen They got completion down under 15 minutes. Well, yeah, I guess if you can get completion down to under 15 minutes, that drop rate's pretty good. But for the... Okay, but that's like a... That's like 1%. That's like the 1% of a 1%. They said it's not about the rewards. Right, you can tell me that it doesn't have good rewards. That doesn't suddenly make the content good. Just because you tell me that you're you're gonna you're gonna underbake the food doesn't mean I'm like oh that's fine it's doughy and doesn't taste very good. Well, I told you we weren't gonna we were gonna undercook it. That doesn't justify it. It's garbage content. Great, like don't do not sit here and defend Grandmaster Nightfalls. Don't do that. Do not become that argumentative chatter that's gonna defend half baked bad content. Don't freaking do it. Stop letting them off the hook. Don't. It's bad content. Tell them it's bad content. We can't keep doing this like, oh, why do we get so much half-baked content when people like will always, for whatever reason, take up and defend content when it's bad? There are people that defended Reckoning. Just, just, no, shut up. It's bad content. It's bad. Like, don't defend it. I know people like to get in arguments and we like to go back and forth here, but do not defend Grandmasters in any to any degree at all. It's bad. It's, it, it is unacceptable endgame content. It's not good. Even Grandmaster Nightfalls had a 50 Triumph score reward. I'd be more motivated. Uh, they've trailed along the line making worthless Triumphs. Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't deserve you defending it. It doesn't. 
Rewards were bad, but I think Glad was right when he said this was a beta test for the challenge and hard mode options in the future. I said that before Glad said that. Everybody's been saying that. I got, I've gotten so much grief this season for saying they did Trials Now to test it out. It's not even the finished form of Trials. I said they're doing Grandmaster Nightfalls now to test it out. It's not, it is not, this is not the final form of Grandmaster Nightfalls. And I said that because Luke Smith, before this season even started, was like, we want to focus on refueling Aspiration in year four. He's, he's basically saying Aspiration's getting refueled in year four. And then in March's Trials and Grandmaster Nightfalls, they're like, yeah, there's zero Aspirational loot in here. <laughs> like, they were, they were 100% not putting these things out as, as, as completed activities or completed, you know, endgame pursuits. Both, both Trials and Grandmaster Nightfalls are essentially a beta. That wasn't for you, that was for the Shard and Prism comment. Oh. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to say you get nothing. I'm just trying to say, by and large, most people going into a Grandmaster are not going to feel like the rewards are worth the pain they go through. Like, glad maximizing efficiency and doing it in 15 minutes. Okay, sure, if you can hit that efficiency, it's probably a pretty good grind. Like, 15 minutes for that level of of Ascendant Shard and Exotic Turnover? Yeah, sure. 15 minutes? That's fast. But, you know, can, how often can you hit that? If somebody makes a minor mistake, does it suddenly turn it into a much longer endeavor? Just run the 1,030, you know? I am Walking Dead. With weekly bounties going away, we'll be using a huge source of bright dust. Should we worry or just move to silver only? Well, you're jumping ahead, so I'm not answering this because they've not said this. You're assuming this, and there's, so there's no reason to engage with it. Uh, it feels like Bungie is doubling down on making the bounties being the focus of the content loop. Do you think this is a good decision, or should they focus more on them non-bounty content? You didn't read anything in the TWAB if you think this. They're not doubling down. They literally said they want this to be optional and not critical. They said the exact opposite of what you have typed here. They said the opposite of this. It, It will not be critical. It will not be something you feel you have to do. It will be optional. So they're not doubling down at all. They're wanting to improve it. It's super central. It's like this central thing. And they're wanting to take that and not make it so central. It means, it's meant to be like a side uh, a side thing. I think I've missed some subs here. Uh, Melbers with nine months. Jay Portier with two months. 100 bits from uh, Pixel Yepa. Three months from Red Lanky. Ramsey's with five months. And a brand new one from Carbon7. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad-free viewing. Um... This is meant to be, and this is why in my video I said, listen, if you're going to lower the XP payout and these are going to feel more optional, then they need to be way more generic and shared with your fire team. I am not going to do neutered and nerfed bounties if they're still requiring me to do non-shared, super specific objectives. I'm not going to do that. That was like when I worked at AT AT&T a garbage company they when i worked there they were like oh by the way oh by the way uh you now have to do more are you gonna pay me more no (laughs) what what it's the inverse it's kind of the same thing it's like oh we're gonna continue to ask you to do all these super specific things and it's really gonna drive into lost sectors but we're actually gonna give you less xp now apparently dylan commented on the reddit 
the Reddit thread about the TWAB and said they're moving more towards shared bounties, like being shared with your fire team. That'll be a significant solution to this problem. I am not going to take the time to go and do anything specific or change my loadout or any of that and pay attention to bounties if I'm getting less XP and less stuff. There's no way I'm doing that. I missed your question. Do you think uh, adding bounties to the destination map is a good idea? The only reason I go to the tower is to pick up bounties. What's the point? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I did skip this. This is a good question. Listen, anytime this came up, I actually said the opposite of what Bungie said. I said, I kind of like the ritual of going to the tower. I don't like having to go back constantly, but I like the ritual of time to start my day. Let's head to the tower. Go talk to the NPCs. Now, when they say 10 to 15 minutes of filling up on bounties, they sound like somebody typing on Reddit. That's such an exaggeration. It does not take you 10 to 15 minutes to fill up on bounties. It takes five minutes tops. Like, you land in the tower, even on a console with a bad load time, you land in the tower, it is not taking you 15 minutes to go to the NPCs. Now, if you're grabbing literally every single bounty, then maybe. But why are you doing that? Why are you grabbing what? Event bounties, Zavala, Shax, Gunsmith, uh, I, what, I guess Hawthorne, Drifter, Ada. Like, what? From all the planets? Come on! Who's doing that, though? Why are you going to Nessus and grabbing bounties? No! Okay, I like that they're looking into adding this, but I think people overstate how bad it is. It absolutely does if you're on console. I want somebody to do a video. Get out of stopwatch right now, land in the tower, and grab your bounties. There's no way. Tower is my startup instance. I go there, check out activities, grind for, uh, grab bounties, then launch to my destination. Why not grab planetary bounties? Who is doing that? Why are you going to go to Nessus and grab the planetary bounties and then leave? No offense, if you're doing that, that's got to be one of the stupidest things you can do. You're literally grabbing bounties on the planet and leaving. The planetary bounties are meant to be done while you're there. You go to the planet and you're doing stuff on the planet. Is it's the flashpoint or whatever? And you grab the bounties. Who in the frick is doing that? Why are you doing that? You're grabbing the bounty and leaving? Why? Why would you do that? I'm going to go make sure and grab my crucible bounties and then not go into crucible. Well, then you're the moron. <laughs> you're the moron. Why are you wasting your own time? You're wasting your own time. That's not Bungie's fault. <laughs> you can leave and go into strikes. Well, I never even considered that. Okay. No, no, no. All right. I'll dial it back. I'll dial it back. I I didn't even think about that. That's still kind of (laughs) stupid. That's still stupid to me. I don't... (laughs) Why are you going... (laughs) Why are you going to the planets and grabbing the bounties and leaving? Um... (laughs) I just love to do it, man. It's great. I I do it and then I complain about it. (laughs) Like, listen, I get that. Okay. So that's actually a fair made point. I... Okay. Okay. Let me dial it back. Maybe you're not so stupid. Maybe I'm the stupid one. I can see Bungie saying, all right, look, if you want to go to strikes, you go to the strike, you know, menu and you grab all the bounties for strikes. And then if you're, if you're wanting to think even further down the road and say, well, I'm going to be on all the different planets while I'm running the strikes. Let me go grab all the, all the bounties from all the planets. Okay. 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 I, I can see you wanting to do that. All right. 
So I am not going to die on this hill. I'm not going to die on the hill of the, the ritual tower journey. I like it. I like it. I do. I don't know. It harkens back to Destiny 1. We would go to the tower with our engrams. We would go to the tower to like whenever you rolled over Vanguard or a faction and get your, you know, get your package. You'd go there to deal with the postmaster. I worry that Dim has taken some of the romance out of the relationship. We're all used to running Destiny Item Manager, so we don't even need to go visit the Postmaster anymore. You know, the only reason you need to go to the tower now is for Prime Ingrams and bounties. You take bounties away, and there's no reason to go there. It's a live service action MMO, and you're going to murder any reason to go to the social space, right? Now, Again, I'm not going to die on this hill. I'm not. Because I know console load times can be a bit of a bear. And they're trying to make a good improvement for the community. So, maybe they need to get creative about NPC updates or something. So, there'd be a reason for you to go to check Zavala or check, you know, Shax or something. Because you're leveling them up and you're getting stuff. or, or You know, I don't know. So then it's more vendor driven than like bounty driven. So maybe it's you're going there less often. It's not so ritualistic or daily or like, oh, I got to go back. It's been an hour and I need more, you know, I got to go fill up. Um, a social space with zero socialization. I don't know, dude. I go to the tower. Destiny has its own version of socialization. You go to the tower, you run around, you emote, you interact. I interact more with this community in the social space than I have in any other game. I never interact with people in the social space of like Elder Scrolls Online. There's like a thousand people standing around. You got the AFK guy in the corner who forgot he left himself in the in the space. You got the idiot over here singing into his microphone, so you have to mute, you know, area area audio. You got the all these people just lined up in an NPC, not even looking around, they're just in menus. Like I, I interact more with this community in the social space than almost any game that's ever had a social space that I play before. Because everybody just goes there to do their thing. They're just there to do their th- oh yeah, I gotta go talk to this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and they're all like focused on that. So I'm not gonna argue for the like the the you know the tower needs to be a place that we visit. But again, you're kind of you're just you're taking the romance out of the relationship there's no more you know for those of you a little bit older there's no foreplay anymore you're just jumping right in you're just skipping past like you know, go to the tower grab my stuff you know oh yeah I forgot they're doing this guardian games thing yet yeah, screw titans you know you grab your stuff and then you go into your activities a central hub would be good you know, a central hub would be good because you could like go grab everything at that central hub and then go into your activities. Doing everything from orbit, I just worry. I just worry you're gonna continue to make the game feel more like a, a an ever-present fetching quest as opposed to like a living, breathing world with things changing in it. Uh, Woods photo. Should Bungie also be adjusting XP gains and activities to coincide with this? They didn't say this in the TWA, but I'm fairly certain Luke Smith hinted at that being something that they will be doing um, when they address the bounties. They want to have more of a balance. Um, And they put that in something else recently, didn't they? Like... They they said this somewhere. I can't I can't. It's escaping my mind. It might have been a twab about you know activity XP needs to be fi- more fine tuned. You get like nothing you know from 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 activities. So 
So they can make you go back to the tower to get rewards and pick up repeatables once the initial bounties are completed. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely do that to where you like you feel like this draw to go back to the tower, you know, to get your rewards or interact with the NPC. Again, make it vendor-driven. Make it vendor-driven. Um, thank you, Traction Distraction. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I don't know who gifted to you. Samrock. What's your stance on gear energy? Do you think that there should be gear perks for sets from events? Yeah, I don't really have an opinion here. I think Armor 2.0 is in a better place than the armor has ever been. But again, they have to be careful, as I outlined my entire build um, that we did today. We maximized my Hunter build. They've got to be really, really careful. Because you're going to end up with a God-tier build where I I never need to take off my God-tier build. Oh, I finally got the alert that somebody used that, that my code... Um, during uh, at gamer advantage um so uh yeah I don't have a problem with gear energy I know some people hate it but I think it's fine um savage shark bite should bounties be so specific where you have to focus on them to complete them i.e. specific weapon type or class or should we be able to complete them without thinking about them well I, I personally think they're going to have to make them far more generic. If you're telling me, right? If you're telling me that I'm going to get less XP, then I'm probably way less likely to do it. You know? I'm, I'm way less likely to do it. If you lower my reward and my XP payout... I'm way less likely to do it. Now, if it just kind of happens because I grab the bounties and I make sure I'm like, oh, I got to get a couple more kills with grenades or my heavy. Well, then I'll probably get it done. They're, they're in this, they're in this spot now where they're going to have to do both. If you just turn down one, it's like, well, why would I ever do that? Oh yeah. We're going to lower XP payout on, uh, on bounties. Oh, okay, cool want to make sure you know you don't feel like you have to run bounties oh that's nice um but am i still gonna have to get like 30 am i still gonna have to get 30 grenade kills am i still, you know what i'm saying like i'm not gonna want to do anything that's that, that is that specific if the payout's lower does that like i feel like that's logical right i feel like that's fair i'm not being like some entitled whiner player that's like you better give me like 8,000 xp for killing four ads like i'm not asking for that I'm simply saying, don't expect players to devote time to something if the payout's really low. uh, Eclectic Gamer Guy. Hey, Lono, if bounties will be more of an optional way of progression, what do you think will take over as the main source of seasonal and XP uh, progression? Well, it sounds like they're considering doing objectives and then again, maybe a, a, a tuning of activity XP as well. Iron Man Mark. Should Bungie allow us to delete old exotic quests? It takes up space for no reason. What? Why are you why are you submitting a question like this? You, you just you just go here and delete it. Abandon. Hold down X. You, do you do you need help with that? You can't figure that out. It's right there. It says abandon. What do you mean deleting old exotic quests? Just go do it. Scroll down here to exotics and just delete them. They're all available. Discard, discard, abandon, 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 abandon. What do you mean? Oh, not the truth. 
Oh, he's thinking of a specific one. Oh, yeah, I've got this one stuck here, too. Okay. Well, I mean, this question doesn't really need asked, homie. Like, of course they should like, They should let us delete that. Abandon doesn't equal delete? Well, right, but it goes to an NPC so you can grab it later. Come on, complain about things that matter, for frick's sake. Like, you, if I abandon it and can go grab it later, you'd be mad if that wasn't the case. Oh, I, I abandoned it. I didn't feel like doing it. What you need, you need to be able to go grab it again if you want. But yes, of course, they should do a quality life update on those. This is not even, this is not a huge issue. Make it more account wide. Oh, I would get behind that. That's a different question entirely. That's a good question, Iron Man. Like, that, that's a better question. Yes, I think exotic quest should be account wide. Yeah. I, I don't think I need to have to run it three times if I want to switch characters. Like, if I want to work on a quest while I'm playing Trials and I'm switching from my, you know, my Titan to my Warlock to my Hunter, then, you know, I, th- 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 they should be account wide. And they've done that recently. Aren't they, aren't they all now account wide? They're all account-wide now. I think you're talking about old ones. They have done this. They should probably go back and update them. Yeah, I'm wearing any Inferno frames, yes. Because this is account-wide, isn't it? Anytime I do it. Oh, Fourth Horseman wasn't. Oh, really? So it's been inconsistent. So it sounds like they do this sometimes and not all the time. So, yeah, okay, let's just say it this way. I agree with what you're saying. And this this feels like low-hanging fruit that Bungie should just know. Exotic quest should be account-wide and deletable if you feel like abandoning the quest. Um, why aren't more things account-wide? That's the question. So, some things are not. It honestly feels like maybe some of these quests were built a long time ago and just shelved to get pulled out later. And so it doesn't have the quality of life. You're like, wait, why is this not account-wide? Why can I not delete this? It was probably made a long time ago and sat on a shelf. That's what I would guess. I don't think they're just like randomly like, oh, whoops, we made a brand new exotic quest and yeah, you can't delete it. I'm sorry. Like, no, I, I, more than likely, these are these are old quests that uh, that end up getting put in and they they don't have the quality of life that we're expecting. Pandemic Lucy, do you think Bungie would create a once a month uh, like bounty for silver? Maybe resolve it around recently released events, trials for example, PvP to buy cosmetics. Oh, a once a month bounty for silver? Mm, you, this is so. This is incredibly dangerous territory. You want Bungie to put content behind silver, okay? Well, cosmetics are content. Shut the frick up. No, you don't want to put bounties behind silver. You don't. That would that would be a mistake. You start putting content behind silver, and you're gonna really, really tick people off. Bungie removed RNG from their store. They make it very obvious how much money something costs. Eighty percent of the of the stuff is not is not silver only. They've lowered how many items are silver only, and they tell us ahead of time what is silver only. They have done so many things to meet us on to meet us halfway on the Eververse, and people still get their panties all t- all knotted up about the Eververse. The last thing they want to do is put a bounty behind silver. That would be th- you, that's just like that's like throwing you know, a drumstick into the waters and there's piranhas. It's that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty bad. You don't want to do that. That would be bad. You're gonna tick people off. 
Now, if you want to have, you know, this is how I take it, okay? This is how I take it. NPCs should have cosmetic items that you can earn throughout a season. And I always go back to the, um, to the obelisks. As you leveled up the obelisks, you got like seasonal rewards. Well, they were like perks, right? Uh, every season, you should go to Zavala, Shax, and Saint-14, and there should be one or two, you know, pretty cool cosmetics that could be unlocked with enough commitment. I, I, I would 100% agree with that. So instead of making a, a, an ornament for the Dust Rock Blues, Bungie could have made an ornament for the Service Revolver. And if you grind enough you know, strikes or whatever, and you level up Zavala enough, you could have gotten an ornament for the service revolver. Now, they could put that ornament in the Eververse maybe later or for Bright Dust or whatever, but people that want to earn it legitimate can, and maybe people don't want to. They're like, no, it's cool enough. I'll drop the five bucks on it. Well, you're invalidating somebody's grind. Listen, if it's just a time grind on an NPC... The person that wants to earn it can earn it. The person that wants to buy it can buy it. It's a cosmetic. It, you know what I'm saying? So I, that's how I would do it. I would not suddenly start putting bounties behind silver. Remember, Eververse helped create some of the best content in the game? Well, you're not allowed to say that because that really upsets people's sentimentalities about like misrepresenting the Eververse and making statements that aren't true. Like They add more items to the Eververse than the rest of the game, and they focus on the Eververse more than the rest of the game. Like... They, they want to say that and get that easy, you know, brainless, easy clickism that they can get on Reddit and Twitter. They can get all those easy clicks like, ha 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 my opinion's validated and it just completely misrepresents the Eververse. Like, you can't square that with being like, well, we've gotten some of the best content because they sold a couple cosmetics. They sold some ornaments for the Whisper and it paid for dope content. You, you, that doesn't square with people's predetermined opinion about it. JD Gamer. Hey, Lona, with the community blowing up about weapon retirement, do you think Bungie... Oh, we already answered that one. That's where we started. (laughs) We started on that question. Does Bungie's statement on bounties indicate that they may be going back towards D2 Year 1 challenge style system where bounties are automatic? It sounded more like they would maybe do it with the NPCs because they said objectives. I get where your head's at, though. There were people asking for this recently. Just like, yeah, throw challenges in. Just throw them in there. Uh, Eververse has made some great content, but we haven't seen that content recently because of lack of bandwidth. They barely have bandwidth to make seasonal, let alone Eververse-funded content. Well, there's no way for you to know that. The dungeon we got in Shadowkeep was pretty awesome. Wasn't there something in Season of the... Yeah, Season of the Worthy... Uh, Season of Dawn, we got the, uh... Corridors of Time. And I know people differ on Corridors of Time, but I still think Corridors of Time was super cool. And then we had the dungeon in the season before. So sure, in this particular season, look at all of year three. In this particular season, we've gotten like less stuff, but we don't know. There could be something coming. I don't know. There could be something hidden. Shadowkeep Dungeon was an expansion thing. Well, sure, it was T-Funk, but again, you don't know. Bungie might say... We're not going to do a dungeon. We're not going to do these extra offshoot things unless the Eververse can fund it. So the 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 team that that they that they allocated to that dungeon that may not have happened. Again, we don't know. We don't know how they break it down. 
is it always that way is it always that one to one okay whisper and then the ornament and if the ornament sells good enough we're gonna green light another hidden dungeon-esque thing with outbreak is it always that one to one i don't know we don't know their budget you're making a claim that we, we we can't possibly know if that's how they break it down something like corridors of time could literally have been funded by eververse we don't know there's literally no way to know we don't know how they break down their budget. It, there could literally be projects that don't get greenlit unless an Eververse item sells well enough. We, we simply don't know. Also, some of it could literally be a self-funding mechanism. We can do these free events, these cosmetic-driven events, if we attach them to Eververse purchases. So whether it's you know Festival of the Loss or the Dawning, they may be a, a constant perpetual just yep it we can keep doing these we sell enough every time we do one it funds the next one it funds the next one and it's totally free i'm arguing that we don't have bandwidth to get ri- to give weapons how can they have bandwidth to make a dungeon well i hear what you're saying but they could still have teams working on things again a lot of it could be like what i just said it's a self it's a self running mechanism How can you guys keep doing free events and keep creating all these cosmetics? Well, it funds itself. So the team that like created this in the tower and the team that created the marks and the ghosts, right? All that could have been paid for by the Eververse sales uh, from the dawning or from Festival of the Lost. So it's a self it's a self-pushing mechanism. It's just a machine that runs. It's like we can do free stuff every 3 months. There's some stuff that you get no matter what. There's some stuff that you can earn if you get enough bright dust and then there's some stuff that you might have to buy with silver cuz you can't get enough. And then after they do that, then they, then it pays for the next and it pays for the next and it pays for the next. You're always making enough for the next event. Cuz again, the teams that are making this content, think about it. Just think track with what I'm saying here. This content, you don't have to pay for. They just do it. So how is this content paid for? More than likely, it's paid for by the Eververse. Well, it's just a bunch of bounties. Okay, but for the most part, the free events have been, I think, pretty good. There's been some swings and misses. Guardian Games is a swing and a miss. Crimson Days was a swing and a miss. But like Dawning, Festival of Lost, those are pretty good. This one could have been much better if they would have made a few minor changes. So I don't know. There's no way for us to know the breakdown of like, is the Eververse actually benefiting the community? I don't I don't know. I would say as long as it's within the parameters that they've set up, as long as it is not RNG based, they give me the opportunity to earn Bright Dust and they tell me ahead of time what is silver only, then I don't have a problem with the Eververse. I don't need a freaking business meeting where Bungie outlines on a spreadsheet how much money they made from Eververse and how much of that is pumped back in to make content. They use the Whisper ornament sales to create Outbreak Dungeon. They use that as an example of like, when we sell cosmetic items, it empowers us to make cool stuff that ordinarily we might not do. 
Now you're saying, oh, but they don't have the bandwidth. So when, then, then where's the money going? Again, I don't know. To a certain extent, I think we're expecting a level of transparency that's arguably just kind of dumb. Like that, no company's going to come out and do that. Oh, how you guys doing? Yeah, here at uh, Bethesda, we want to tell you how much we made from the Crown Store and how much of those profits are being dumped back into the game and server improvements and gear and and new pursuits and new dungeons and you know missions. No one's ever, no company's going to do that. They're not going to have that level of transparency with you. Do you think Eververse purchases help fun uh, fun season pass? Oh, I bet it does, T-Funk. I would not be, it would not be surprised at all if some of the things we get from the Eververse are stuff like this. Ornaments for guns, emotes, um, exotic sparrows, exotic ships, exotic ghosts. I would not be surprised at all if a lot of the exotic ornamentation, emotes, and all that stuff that's in the season pass is directly funded by the Eververse. Because those are Eververse items. If you're going to consider like profit margins and time, and like if we make this, we could make this much money on it. Bungie can green light and say, oh, hey, you can put a lot of cool exotic items in that season pass, even though it's only $10, right? We pay $10 for those. Yeah, you pay $10 for those, but T-Funk, the $10 also gets you the armor set, the activity, the guns, all those things also come from it. Like, look at Season of Dawn. Look at all the things you got. All the sundial weapons, access to the sundial, the armor sets, the missions with Saint-14. You get all that for $10. You also get all the items in the season pass that are, if you add up all the Eververse items that Bungie could have sold in the season pass, you get an absolute steal for $10. An absolute steal. Like, $10 is not going to get you very far in the Eververse. So when Bungie's looking at, like, what money could they make here, $10 is literally this emote, or it's almost a ship. A ship is 8 bucks. So, like, they could, you could argue, like, oh, they could sell the emote. They could sell the ship. They could sell the sparrow and the ghost or whatever else, and, and the exotic ornaments, and the entire ornamental armor set that they put in there. They could sell that in the Eververse, right? And if they did, they could make money on it. Maybe Bungie can justify and be like, no, yeah, we can t- we can throw a bunch of cosmetic items in the season pass. Sure, it's only $10, but no, it's fine. Eververse is helping to fund that. That's something I've tried to tell people before. Like, you don't know how much Eververse is maybe lowering cost for you as a consumer. $10 for a season is pretty low. Well, the content sucks. Well, I mean... This season's thin. I've criticized it pretty heavily, but Dawn was really good. And even still for this season being $10, I don't feel like anybody got ripped off. I still feel like we got a pretty good amount of stuff and content in in the in the grand scheme of things. I would say that we have gotten we have gotten a pretty good deal with respect to the amount of content that we've gotten. And again, those costs could be being kept down by Eververse. Like, imagine there's some number that Bungie has to hit every year to maintain profit and good growth patterns. Maybe they want to expand. Maybe they want to get more people hired, okay? And they could shut down the Eververse entirely and then charge you $30 a season. That gets them to their end goal of money, right? They know there's X number of millions of players that would spend the money. You'd spend $30 a season. They know it. They know a lot of people are hooked. Okay, 
or they could slice it another way. Well, we'll do $10 for the seasons, low entry, super, super cheap, and then Eververse can make up the difference. It's That's where I think people lose sight of this picture of like the money needed to to fund the game and keep the game going, it's not as easy. It's not as easy as just like, oh, 40 or 60 or 10 here, and everybody spends that 10, and oh, yeah, we're good, thank you. Yep, ongoing server maintenance and live team and patches and updates and community managers interacting with people on the forums and Reddit and Twitter and everywhere, and, you know, the, the, yeah, we, we the, all we need is your 10 bucks every, every quarter. So this is this is one of the pieces of the argument that I think doesn't get made enough is they are able more than likely to keep costs down. What was it like 30 bucks for Shadow Keep? I disagree, but then I don't have an amount of content to determine value. I look at the quality. Neither of the seasons has been worth 10 bucks, my opinion. The only thing that matters are the expansions. I just think you have a really hard time arguing that 10 you don't get $10 worth of stuff in Destiny every season. You're like, oh, but the quality of the content. Season of Dawn for $10 is an absurd, just an absurd steal. An absurd steal. Eververse is getting live content. What would you rather have, Guardian Games or a Whisper Outbreak mission? Yeah, but see, that's not up to me. Bungie weighs it and says, what's going to keep people playing and coming back, right? A dungeon like Outbreak or Whisper is cool, and it does get the community hyped up, but events have a lot of worth. Events have a lot of worth for Bungie. We might not see it or feel it because we're like, ah, this crap's boring, but a million people logged in yesterday. 919,000 played PvE, right? That's a very, very healthy and stable player base, and how much of that is in relation to them periodically doing events like this. Why don't we reuse that content? Yeah, I've wondered if they could reuse them, T-Funk. I wonder if that would frustrate people and take away the specialness. Like, do I really want to rerun Whisper and get, like, a different piece of gear? I don't know. Do I really want to rerun Outbreak and get a different piece of gear or something? You know what I mean? Like, would that would that be well received? Would we get the reskin complaint? Would would people be like, oh, you know, I really thought it was cool because it was it had its own theme and it was like encased in time. I yeah, I, uh, make it a strike or something. Yeah, I could see making it a strike or make you could do. You could do a rotating weekly dungeon for something. Maybe there's a good drop. Maybe there's a chance of a good chance of exotics to drop. You could do like the you could rotate. There's two dungeons and then we have the two hidden dungeons. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe you don't want to get you don't want to muddy the waters here like have so many hoppers, but what if when you went to like the Vanguard, the Vanguard hopper, you know, there's these four things, right? There's five well, right here, you have Nightfall and then Grandmaster. What if you had daily heroic story mission, and then down here you had, you had, you know, daily heroic, or maybe attach it to strikes or something, so it's more weekly. So it was like, a, oh yeah, you could go run that dungeon right now. It's going to be a little bit harder. The delta has been raised, but there's a good chance of something good to drop at the end or something. Whisper and Outbreak and the two dungeons we have now uh, could could serve for something like that, maybe. But again, you always run the risk of people being like, oh, it's just a reskin. Uh, 
Next question from Critterbot. Thinking about medals as sort of a glorified bounty, do you think that they drove the player base into a good rhythm with core activities? Before people started lock- unlocking the machine gun, playlists felt more maxed and full. Oh, more relaxed and full. I think my only concern about what the Laurel creation and medals did to uh, playlist was it really... And I, you guys know that I don't like Gambit, but for people that do like Gambit, it probably wasn't enjoyable having an influx of players coming in and playing in a way that it was contrary to Gambit. It's like it wasn't Gambit. Everybody's just creating laurels. So, I, I mean, I would definitely say they did drive people to just play together, and there was they were it was shared, and you just had to create laurels. But then. It was pretty disruptive to the gameplay in Gambit. We weren't even going in and trying to win. We were trying to, like, drag it out. Um, yeah, and then people are quitting because they probably get their laurels and they're like, I'm getting the frick out of here. So I think it's it's the spirit of it is right. The idea of, like, just go into content and you don't have to worry about your teammates shooting anything. It's all shared. You know, it's this, it's this great value. And then when they do that, it's, it's, it's not disrupting players from like wanting to play with each other but it also needs not disrupt like just the basic tenets of the game mode if that makes sense would you like to see a weekly ban on weapons for trials no i i don't want to i don't want to shoot you down but that's a terrible idea and you're just going to tick people off banning weapons temporarily is you're just going to make people like well i'm not playing this week you know my favorite gun is not is not is not allowed I also think that sets a really, really bad precedent that Bungie's basically admitting certain weapons are OP or crutch weapons, and then you have all these people like debating and fighting, and yeah, you're only happy because you're not good enough to use the weapon, and like, oh, well, you're only crying because you crutch the weapon. You're just creating a really unhealthy dialogue, and you're probably just motivating people to be like, I'm not playing. Right, they already do that when it's a certain map, <laughs> right? Yeah, good point. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Somebody just put in chat. They already do that with maps. You're gonna make it even worse if you're like such and such weapon is banned. So, dark skills. Do you think uh, complex bounty requirements are connected to some some of them not working properly? No, no. Uh, uh-uh. in Guardian games, sure, but by and large, some of the bounties, it's just like I don't want to play with teammates. Try and get grenade and rocket launcher kills running a strike with teammates. It just feels like it takes for freaking ever because people keep doing You're all trying to kill all the enemies. If it was shared, cool, man. You run the rocket launcher, I'll run the machine gun. Eventually, it'll get done. Who gives a frick? You know, if you like, imagine having a rocket launcher bounty and a machine gun bounty, and they're both getting completed as long as you're in proximity with your teammates and they're killing stuff with the rocket launcher and you're killing stuff with the machine gun you both have two bounties that are getting worked on by the team now all of a sudden being in a fire team is better than being in a lost sector and by the way you can matchmake and be like oh this guy's running a rocket let me put on my machine gun we can get these bounties done a little bit quicker oh you but you shouldn't have to disrupt your loadout I mean that's pretty minor again if you make bounties shared, as long as you're near the fire team, you can't just AFK it. You gotta be near the fire team. Like right now, when you're in Gambit and you're getting combatant kills, I just have to be, right? Fire team in a lost sector. Well, 
I think the reason it would motivate people to just go into strikes or go into wherever is because it's a two birds with one stone. If I'm getting the strike milestone or strike farm or a drop or whatever, or maybe I'm in whatever the activity is, the public event activity, it's a two birds with one stone. I'm getting bounties and I'm getting the milestone or and I'm getting whatever drop. So volume of enemies too right there's going to be more enemies in a strike they're more spread out so as long as they're dying I'm getting credit for them isn't it weird that the abbreviation of guardian games is GG <laughs> Steezix. instead of picking up bounties at all would it be possible or better to whatever playlist you load into the bounty the bounties for the day are automatically in your inventory to complete this is sort of in line with vanilla when it was like a challenge and i think they could go that way they talked about doing like objectives i like the idea of a passive thing just kind of happening as i'm playing right i'm just playing and i'm getting stuff done i'm working on Let's say there's a season-long grind to run a hundred strikes. It's a season-long grind. Okay? So you gotta do 33 strikes in a month to get this done. And then if you're gonna do what's so so 33 strikes in a month divided by four weeks, you gotta do eight strikes a week, right? So maybe you want to get ahead of the curve and you're doing ten strikes a week. That's what, two strikes a night if you play Monday through Friday. That's not bad at all. That just feels good. You go to Zavala and you see those little boxes and meters filling. You're like, okay, I'm now level 20 from Zavala. So my chances of this dropping have increased. My XP payout's a little bit better in strikes when I hit strike five. So you stay in the playlist a little bit longer. You know, you're, you're getting, you're getting more from that playlist and from that NPC. And then, you know, halfway through the season you're like sweet I hit a hundred strikes and I get I get something I get an ornament a ghost a sparrow a ship some season long grind do the same thing for uh, shacks do the same thing for saint 14 you you give people that long term goal and a reason to do it and then all of a sudden this is what like this is what an undercurrent does an undercurrent of of uh of progress this is what it does you always feel like you're accomplishing something i'm not getting the drops i want frick i'm not getting the thing i want frick no worries you are making progress on a season long or week long or month long objective and if that objective is worth it then you never feel like this is a total waste of my time. There's always this undercurrent of progress. Now, the undercurrent of progress is there to a degree with leveling the artifact and leveling up the season pass. It brings that undercurrent. It's like, well, no matter what you do, you're always inching a little bit further to another cool thing or another cool drop. You see? It's us. It's always, yeah, I'm always making some progress here. I think that's, I think that's a good, that's a good thing. They've added things to Jedi Fallen Order in an update. Is it New Game Plus? Please tell me it's New Game Plus, or is it just like a patch? Undercurrent of Progress will be my new band name. Yeah, dude, take it. You could do some really, really good prog rock with that. What's up, everybody? We're Undercurrent of Progress. Uh, we got an album for sale in the back. Yeah, be sure. Oh, it is? They're doing New Game Plus? <gasps> oh. oh, we're going back. We're going to be... 
a Jedi again. I love that game. I played that game twice. Jedi Fallen Order was so good. It, I, lo- I absolutely loved that game. It scratched so many itches for me. I really did love it. Exbossido. Do you think that there's a spot in the current D2 for vanilla D2 cha- uh, challenges? Yeah, we've already kind of talked about that one. Uh, Bro Tansky. Is there one thing that you could bring from D1 to D2? What would it be? Specific planet, specific raid, specific weapon. If I could bring anything from D1 to D2, it would be the raids. Yes. Oh, yes. I want to run... I just I watched that cutscene of Oryx. I want to I do I want to run those raids so bad on high frame rate, high FOV. They are just they are beautiful. They are beautiful works of art. They really are. The the um, <laughs> it's they're so good. The, King's Fall and Wrath of the Machine are so fun. They're such fun. Oh, those weapons. Oh man, I like I would use weapons from those raids right now even though I even if they weren't that great, I'd still use them. I'd probably use that freaking hand cannon from you know, from King's Fall. I'd use that Genesis chain. Oh baby. Oh, I I would that would be so enjoyable. Uh frequency. How do you feel about adding gear drops with current seasonal mod slots to bounties? Experience alone isn't exciting. Oh, this is a good one. I would love, I would love for them to start putting some gear drops on bounties. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Even if right now, anytime I pop a weekly, it's like a random chance, like maybe a dire drops or something drops. It's something to check. Right now, it's just cling, 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 XP, 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 cling, 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 XP, XP, XP. I think gear drops on bounties would be a great idea. Dubala. So, I'm a big Halo guy and thinking about getting into Destiny 2. With that Halo thought in mind, what class should I play to get the most out of my experience? If you're a Halo guy, I would pick a Titan. I think it'd feel, it would probably feel the most like, like Master Chief would be a Titan. Barricades and walls and shield bubbles and you just feel kind of like heavy and a little, you know, a little tanky, a little tough. Um, that's what I would say. It would probably capture um, Dubola. Oh, Do, Do, Bola, Dubola. Got it. I'll try and remember that. Dubola. Uh, debauchery. Do you think them making the day quests give less XP the more you complete would fix the Lost Sector goblins? No hate for goblins. I mean, a depreciating returns is fine, but that doesn't feel like a solution. That feels like you're micromanaging. Oh, hey, you're just sitting in a lost sector and doing that over and over and over again. Okay, well, we're going to give you depreciating returns. You know, I, it th- that doesn't feel like a solution. That almost feels like a, hey, stop doing that. Don't you see? Like... This comes back to something I've said very, very many times. There's two ways to change player behavior. One is through restriction and the other is through incentive. Which one do you think that I prefer? (laughs) I prefer incentive. I prefer somebody to go after something because the motivation and the incentive is there. Not like, hey, hey, you stop doing that. We're going to give you depreciating returns on bounties in a lost sector. Like, leave me alone. Give me something better to do and I'll go do it. See? Like motivation and incentive is such a better way to motivate behavior because then the player feels that they are the one choosing it 
it's not like passive coercion it's no i'm going over here yeah they've, they've got some really good returns of xp over here and good drops yeah and then they're the one choosing it they're determining their journey as opposed to having somebody like wag a finger in their face that's why the infusion leveling debate i always got so upset and irritated by people that were like well there were streamers that were like we'll just do what i do just play the way i play Oh, that's the answer? Oh, I'm sorry, great and wonderful streamer. I I should play like you. That's the real problem. I should change how I play. No, that's like a passive finger wag. It's like, well, this wouldn't be a problem if you just... Shut the frick up. Like, let me play how I want. Like, let me chase things how I've determined I want to chase them. That finger wag was just obnoxious. People just didn't want to concede the fact that they were wrong, like the leveling and infusion back then was terrible, and they've been proven wrong every every month since. It's 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 undeniable that they continue to do it. They just continue to to whittle those things down. So like, I don't want to do the same thing. Oh, people are uh, doing the lost sector grind and grabbing bounties. Well, instead of like like micromanaging them and giving them depreciating returns give them a better option somewhere else that makes more sense and is more natural to play to play flow than living in a lost sector commander tyke if they are balancing xp between activities and bounties can you see a problem being the people farming like a shadow strike non-stop this is where you again would say what's natural and what's the desire so if you're in the strike playlist you should get an XP bonus the longer you're in the playlist and obviously have it cap out. So then I would feel like the pain of I hate the fanatic strike, but if I back out, I'm going to lose my XP multiplier. So it would be deficient for you to say, oh, I'm going to live in Lake of Shadows. Well, you're not going to get nearly enough XP. XP should just be capped on the director. If you're just grabbing a tri- if you're just grabbing a strike you're just grabbing a strike and running it. Okay, sure, you're going to get some XP, but you're going to quickly decide, no, it'll be better to stay in the playlist. The Yeah, it was in D1. What I just outlined was actually in Destiny 1. Just bring that back. Oh, and that would pair really well with updates to Zavala. Because then Zavala would be like, hey, when you hit rank 25 with me in the season, your multiplier hits sooner and is better. Ooh, oh, that's nice. I'm going to level him up. It would be like the obelisks. You would get those perks throughout the season. You know, strike specific loot more likely to like. I have the weapon boon idea, right? You'd buy a weapon boon from Zavala, and for the next four hours, that weapon has a chance to drop from the bosses. It's not a frame. It's not a bounty. It's a boon. You pop it, and now that weapon has a chance to drop. Well, what if when you hit season rank fifty with Zavala, weapon boons are more effective? There's that spectrum of you get out what you put in. If you're going to blast up to level 50, you're going to be getting better results from your weapon boon. You could do the weapon boon idea in Crucible. Hey, you just hit level 50 with shacks. Weapon boons are now more effective for you. That gun's going to have a higher likelihood of dropping at the end of a match. The longer you stay in the playlist, the better XP you're getting. I, th- that is, I feel like those are just low-hanging T-balls that Bungie can just crack out of the park. Like, just turn the NPCs into obelisks with the seasonal rank, seasonal benefits, do weapon boons instead of weapon bounties, and now you have respected the spirit of a vendor. It's a vendor that you're getting loot from, but you're getting the loot while you're playing. Oh, dude, where'd you get that amazing roll? Oh, it does grind and strikes 
all day the other day and it finally dropped i was in such and such strike it dropped from the boss i was so excited dude where'd you get that roll oh man i've been grinding crucible finally dropped end of match rewards bring back that excitement boom and that structure is such a freaking home run because then every season guess what you reset the rank so you got to re-earn those perks introduce one or two weapon boons some new weapons for you to chase that season and now garden variety crucible grinding and garden variety strike grinding is relevant every season and it's just there for that meat and potatoes content like I, it, it. One of my frustrations since 2017. So for the last three years, you know, two and a half years, one of my frustrations has been they're just they don't invest in the potential with the NPCs. The NPCs have so much potential. They did it once with Zavala. If you hit rank 100 or 50 or whatever, you got his cool ship. You know, it's it's that the potential has just been hanging there in their face. It's like, man, oh man, like you guys did it one time and you never done it again. I continue. I'm just going to continue to bang on that drum. I'm going to bang on that drum every single season that, yeah, it was Zavala's authority. Uh, this was obviously uh, like a callback to the first ship that we get in Destiny 1. Um, but you, this is... This is why I'm excited when I hear Luke Smith talk about, you know, reinvigorating content and also not having rewards and stuff just disappear. Think about it. In one season, they introduce a weapon boon that you can grind for in the strike playlist. If you don't get the role you want and the season ends, no worries. That boon sticks around and they add another boon and another boon and another boon and another boon. So at the end of a year, they've added a handful of weapons for you to grind for efficiently. And I'm just talking in like vendors and just like meat and potatoes content. I'm not even talking about like a a seasonal piece of content for, you know, like sundial or something. Um, And so for me, whenever I look at the NPCs, that's what I want to see. I want to see obelisks. I want to see that. That would be so, so good. Hey, you just hit rank 75. You just unlocked an ornament for that weapon you've been grinding for all season. Do you see what you're doing? This is where, this is why this, I think this item just takes on so many layers of brilliance and I'm not like tooting my own horn, horn here. It would work on so many levels. It would work on so many levels. If you're grinding for that weapon all season, and then at like level 75 or something, you get an ornament for that weapon, you just suddenly like tethered that person's mind to this idea that, oh, I can get an ornament on these weapons. This is cool. I like changing the look of the gun. Ornaments on weapons. This is kind of nice. This is dope. Don't you think players that go through that experience are then more likely to consider buying ornaments from your Eververse? You're you're interweaving the systems together, so it's just kind of like, yeah, I, oh, no, I don't I don't want to buy any ornaments right now. I'm earning these ones from the season. These ones are really cool, but they're now more likely to even consider the idea because you've kind of given them the free one. Now they kind of do this with the season pass, right? You get the ornament for your armor, you get the ornament for the uh, the the legendaries. They're already doing it with the season pass. They're getting you accustomed to the idea of like, oh, it's pretty cool to get ornaments for my guns. It's pretty cool that I get ornaments, you know, for my 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 uh, my armor. It would potentially take away a lot of uh, Eververse profit. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. They're already doing it now. 
You can't tell me it would threaten the Eververse. They're giving us more ornamentation than, than ever before. For $10, you get two legendary ornaments for weapons, an entire ornamental set for for your armor, and, and then, then they give you an emote and a sparrow. And times before, it was like an emote and a ship. And then they give you an ornament for the exotic. They give you a junk ton of stuff in the season pass. I don't think it would be a threat to Eververse at all. If anything, I agree. It would, it would potentially make it more profitable because you could literally say one is earnable like let's say Zavala had two weapons one's earnable through him another can be purchased for bright dust or silver it's so it's earnable you can save up your bright dust and buy it or you can just buy it with silver it's the same idea you're 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 crafting the game into a way where you're like i i want to get this stuff i want to have this you could have a, a, a an exotic ghost sparrow ship and shader all earnable through Zavala if you really really grind and put your mind or you could or you could go and buy it you know what I'm saying give people the option to earn it super slow or buy it now you got to be careful there because you don't want to like undercut somebody's work dude it took me all season long to hit 150 with Zavala to get the go the, the ghost ship sparrow combo and this guy just went and bought it for 20 bucks like, you got to be careful I do think there's a delicate balance there you don't want to have the systems in conflict and having people feel like oh man somebody can just swipe their credit card and get what I grinded for there could be, I think, and maybe should be items that cannot be, you know, purchased. That you know, a cosmic, a ship, or an ornament, or something that is literally only earnable if you hit, you know, level one hundred or something. Do you think other games may be monitored differently now since Guardian Games came into play? Oh, other events. I'm sorry. I mean, it's possible. Hobbit. Uh, how do you think Hawthorne will be in the new model, objective based? and less bounty based or the same I have zero clue what they're going to do with her I said today they should take all of her bounties and put them in the factions so you still have faction allegiance and you do those bounties and they're attached to the factions and then maybe you can earn some of the items from them I don't think she's necessary Darksider besides the ability to take bounties from destination map could Bungie uh, what could they do to make bounties feel like less of a breakpoint activities? We've already outlined a ton of things they need to do. I've said make them more generic and make them shared. Uh, Saint Gabe. Do you think simplified bounties would de-incentivize trying out different weapons? Subclasses ETC. I completed new triumphs because of Guardian Games. I think the gunsmith is the ticket to what you're talking about. And, and, here's, and here's, why, here's how I'm going to make my point. When I'm going into the Crucible and I'm going into Strikes... that's not when I want to experiment with weapons okay I want to put on my loadout I want to put on my loadout for strikes because the modifiers the burns whatever I want to put on my loadout to get kills effectively in the crucible that's not the time for me to start changing things around and getting frustrated because you know I can't get sidearm kills or whatever the gunsmith is the place that you should come to experiment with weapons and get some sort of a benefit okay you grab these bounties Remember the bounties in D1? You'd like grab the test weapons and you'd go and take them and test them out. And then make him more of a rewarding like, oh hey, congratulations, you just did all these bounties. You can pick one gun. Oh, give me the dire promise, right? Sweet. Now you have 
a, like a motivation to go and do he, it makes more sense for him to be where you're experimenting with weapons it doesn't make sense for me to go into strikes and crucible and be like well let me put on a completely random loadout with guns that I typically don't use and then get frustrated because I can't get kills no if I'm going into strikes and I'm going into crucible I want to run the loadout that I think's best not the loadout that I'm being like passively coerced into using because of bounties the gunsmith is where you take people to experiment and then suddenly you realize oh wow fusions or oh wow pulse rifles are actually better than I thought they were yeah arms day could come back uh, Forcado uh, says do you feel that they missed the point with the weekly bounty changes and should focus more on making the regular dailies repeatables better I did say that I felt that section was a little off they're like oh but people feel like they have to do weeklies or they get left behind I'm like I've not heard anybody say that we have went round and round and round on bounties and nobody's ever been like Lono I really feel like I have to do weeklies no it's I, they're, they're too restrictive disruptive and I just end up going into a lost sector and I do dailies and repeatables JD Murph do you think that the community complaining past the point of trying to help the game is pushing back new players from trying to get in the game or old players returning there's no way for me to answer a question like this what is a good system to balance RNG with intentionality and loot grind? To me, Menagerie is too transactional, but complete RNG in the loot pool is more visibly frustrating. My loot, my loot boon idea, I think, is the best. I think the loot boon is the best because you know there's a chance for this gun to drop. And when it drops, it's exciting. It's like, oh, I got one. And then you check the roll, and that's where RNG comes into play. You know, like, when I finally got my worm husk today, that was super exciting. You know? That was super exciting. I, I, it's hard to replicate that, right? We've been doing nightfall, 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 nightfall. We finally get a worm husk, and it had a really, really good roll on it. It really helped me kind of change up my loadout, and we, we kind of tweaked some things, and it, it was really good. It had a ton of recovery. It didn't have a lot of mobility, but because we're running so much mobility with powerful friends, it, it enabled me to, to use this and get a really, really great build. Yo, Cynic with 50 months, welcome back. Not a lot of people can hit for 50 months. That's a first month sub. Uh, so I think there's room for like the what happened to me today. Just waiting and waiting and waiting for the exotic to drop. I would maybe want to see a little bit more intentionality to say, maybe I could buy a weekly boon from Xur and it lasts, you know, six hours. And I know now I've got six hours to go and get up and try and get as many worm husks as I can from Nightfalls. Like every time an exotic drops, it's a worm husk because the boon I have from Xur. But that still is requiring grind and RNG is still playing a part. Because now I'm trying to get the absolute best worm husk I can. I've already got the dadgum thing. You know, that would help me grind for it. So I think like a boon is the best system because. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go into a lost sector and get 50 kills and then click the bounty button and out pops the weapon. It's tra- it's too transactional. Uh, it, so me, I do think there's room for transactional grinds, though. Thank you for the brand new Prime sub, Kool-Aids. Enjoy the dope badge, emotes, and ad-free viewing. I do think there's room for transactional grinds. If you go flawless, you should be able to pick what you want out of the chest the same way that we did in Sundial. I'm fine with that. It, no, if you go flawless, you deserve to be like, give me another shotgun. I'm completely, completely fine with that. 
but weapon boons I think brings the intentionality and the RNG into perfect harmony. Ada's bounties were great, and I, I was I was singing their praises for the longest time, and we got Ada style bounties with uh, Vex Offensive, and then we got them with the obelisks and the frames, and then we got them again this time around with the bunkers. But they're just too transactional. They're not quite as good as uh, maybe I thought they were. I think maybe I overstated their value. And I think the community did a good job constantly pushing back. They're like, Lono, we don't want weapon frames literally everywhere. It gets freaking boring. It's always a transaction. And that's when I came up with the idea for weapon boons. It, it brings the spirit. It brings the spirit of a of an end of a vendor and it brings the spirit of me saying what weapon I would like to chase but it brings back that excitement of it's dropping from the strike boss it's dropping at the end of the crucible match it brings back something that we're missing right now but it doesn't put you into an eternal rng fr- you know loop of frustration like folks trying to get the is luna in destiny 1 thank you louis jack for extending your sub through july why jamie because Jamie's nice. Uh, uh, do you think that Destiny could benefit from more focus on quest-related content like real MMOs? Well, if you put too much focus on quests, you have to understand something. Quests are one and done. They're not loopable. This game runs off of content loops. It needs little machines like that because a quest is one and done. What are you doing right now with all those quests from the past? They're, they're nothing to you. They're their development and their time and the content that's gone and no one's touching it um what day should there be another titan one filled in now three along the bottom i i can't tell i don't think it's updated only problem with aiden's bounty is you need to go back to her uh and only getting one you got the bounty did the forge got the weapon core went to Ada, did the forge again got the gun picked up another bounty right hers was at least a little a little less transactional than weapon frames because you had to go do like a bunch of different steps and going back to the tower was a giant headache I agree with that dark skills should more than just weekly bounties be account wide um I don't know I, I, I do like the idea of like getting things done on a certain character and switching to another. We don't want to completely erode that. But I also don't think they they said they don't they want you feeling like you're doing like the same things over and over again with all three characters. They want to minimize some of that. I don't think you want to minimize all of that. I don't think you want to completely remove that from the game. I would be um I would be concerned about that being a little a little diluting to something that does make I think the game feel good. Dun Monk says, do you think we'll be getting a new raid in season 11 or we'll be waiting until September? There is literally no way we're getting a raid this summer. If we get a, I'll be shocked out of my chair if we get a raid this summer. It's so close to September. That would be very surprising. If we were going to get a raid or a raid layer, I thought it was going to be in this season because it's the furthest away from September, both Septembers. 100 bits from bad. Thank you so much. Death Longshot. Do you think Bungie sets up strikes for recent content? For example, the heir apparent is a solar heavy and this week is a solar singe. I mean, they could have. I don't know if that's just luck. Maybe that's how it's been cycling. I honestly don't know. I think they should do more of that. I said that with the bounties, with Zavala. His bounties should be synergized with the burn that week. Whatever elemental you know, bounties you're grabbing from him should be lining up with the burn. 
vape goddess any thoughts about changes to blue gear I honestly don't know what they're supposed to do with blue gear I mean it's it's basically leveling fodder like no one uses blue gear there's no reason to it's just leveling fodder so I don't know what they could do with it fit doc when completing an objective will it level the character or all characters they didn't say Yahtzee Depp apologies if asked before but the weekly uh, BD bounty bright dust bounties being replaced with challenges uh, coming in season 12 do you think this will have yield the same amount of break yeah somebody already asked about this we don't know look knowing how touchy the community is about bright dust bright dust earn rate in the eververse I don't see Bungie taking away another source of bright dust and not replacing it that would not be something I would see them doing. Just the pattern is kind of set. They tend to cr- protect your bright dust earn rate. They even give you more when an event like Guardian Game rolls around. Guardian Games rolls around. The player base numbers are more stable than they have ever been in a season at this time, despite the content being thinner uh, and than it has in a long time. What do you think Bungie is doing right to contribute to this? Well, I mean. I think some of this is basically just the format of the seasons drives people to daily engage, weekly engage, and like not give up. They don't want to give up. Like they want to keep going. Um, Cosmo confirmed that weekly bright dust source will be replaced. Yeah, they're they're not gonna they're not going to just take it away. I disagree with that. People are saying it's because of the pandemic. The numbers this season are roughly the same as last season. They're roughly the same. We have hit a stabilized equilibrium. We haven't seen a surge of play sessions, play times, or daily engagements in relation to quarantines or folks staying at home. Now, you might say, this season would be absolutely suffering right now if it weren't for the pandemic. Well, there's no way to prove that. So, I guess you can cling to that and say, this season sucks, and if it wasn't for people being home for quarantine, way less people would be playing. The numbers are literally right in line to patterns we saw last season. So, it's really hard for me to buy that as an excuse. It really is. Like I, And then, as somebody's saying, the numbers were still solid even before the quarantine's hit. Quarantine's over in Texas. <laughs> I can't wait for quarantine part two because people want to go to the beach. Uh, L. Luck. About exotics being sunset. Do you think that it will create a problem that there's just a handful of fun exotics to use in the new content? Well, they said for now... They said for now they're looking at legendaries. I would think if they're going to sunset exotics, they'll be a lot more careful so this doesn't happen. So, um, I think a good talk will be what did they get right this season towards the end? Yeah, usually towards the end, I, I try to do like a season long good, bad, and the ugly uh, review. Yeah, I try to do that. T Funk. If we were to sunset gear and weapons, do you foresee leveling going away completely? Well, leveling is how sunsetting is enacted, so no, I don't think so. The monkey. Sorry if this is a dumb question, but do you th- uh, but do you think year three has been sort of a test year for what Bungie can do with the game receiving fee? I've said this many, many times, yes. This, I've said this year feels like a bridge to year four as well as the sequel. I feel like that's what this season is meant. This year is meant to be more of a bridge um, than like a fully orbed this is what we want to do especially with how much they've owned up that like they just aren't getting certain things right t-funk how can bungie get people to use local chat and team chat coming from an mmo hundreds of people are chatting back and forth uh about trying to beat bosses or challenges i think unfortunately community trends are very set in stone 
and people don't like to change. What is... Do you want to know what the most annoying thing I, I, I find with software is when I come back to a website or an app and they're like, do you want to see all the new things we added? And they make me go through a tour. I'm like, I've got an idea. Get the frick out of my face and let me get to the thing that I want to do. Just, I don't care about your new features. I don't care about any of the stuff that you have. I use your app to do A, B, and C. I don't care about X, Y, and Z. Get out of my freaking face. I don't care about your tour. I don't, get out, right? That's how this can start to be. If they're like, hey, just so you know, there's like local chat and team chat and we're going to give you a reason to do it. Like people will just click through it and be like, get out of my face. I don't want to do that. People are set in their ways. I, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think people would, would even remotely give a rip. Now you, if you try, think about it like this. They've tried to do activities that require synergy and people still don't do any sort of local fire team anything chat. They just don't. You know, they just don't do it. They, they don't even try and throw themselves in there and communicate. Because it's just, again, people are just set in their ways, man. They just want to game and shut their brain off. And that's kind of what it comes down to. Um... TV says if you pick up the director oh sorry if you pick up from the director wouldn't it be better if the menu was just a list of what you can do and remove picking up entirely could save UI design this really isn't a question Cali 90 sorry not bounty related but do you think that they impl- uh, they should implement uh, a kind of targeted loot system across uh, Augustine are there other ways Bungie can incentivize players to try other things on the game they normally don't use? As much as I complain about bounties, I never would have seen the value of sidearms, skip grenades, ETC without them. This is where I, we, we, we answer this a little bit with the gunsmith, but I do think your question is pretty good about like, what about subclasses? What about different grenades? What about different this? What about different that? I don't think we always need to like say... Have you considered this? Have you considered shutting up and leaving me alone? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like my subclass. I like my grenades. I like my this. I like my that, you know? And the rotating modifiers, I think, do that. I would say your question does get at something good. Like, have you ever tried skip grenades? Have you ever tried the heavy throwing knife? This is where modifiers, I think, could be taken even further. So, you come to strikes or maybe even nightfalls they're like okay there's a solar burn and then beneath the solar burn there would be you know weekly attunement augments so this week when you run nightfalls there's solar burn but then there's also knife trick singe and the throwing hammer what's that called that could have a singe and then uh the melee from the warlock the one that's the projectile that is so freaking fun right i i hadn't used it until guardian games those could all get an augment in nightfalls to make you try it out because they'd be stronger again you don't have to use them you don't you don't have to use them but if they're buffing them you might try i mean I don't know. let's try it out see what's like celestial fire and throwing hammer yeah so brawler no 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 not brawler this would be specific to those only so the other melee abilities would not be getting a buff they'd be normal those specific ones would get a buff that week so you'd be like 
Well, I'm, it's not Brawler. I can't use my favorite melee. Only these melees are getting a buff. Well, let me try it out. And suddenly you're like, dude, that throwing hammer is really fun. Oh my gosh. That's pretty cool. You know? So this is again where, and I talked about this with champion mods. Like, don't make it to where all season long I have to use these particular guns to use champion mods. Open it up, and then week to week you can use modifiers to get me to change my guns according to the modifiers. Again, you're 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 motivating it, you're incentivizing it, you know? I would say I would say right now that that is one of the biggest sort of how do I want to phrase this? It's one of the biggest lopsided sides in the game. The negative modifiers are freaking everywhere and annoying, and the positive modifiers suck. They're nothing. Brawler, Singe, and then Grenadier. That's all we get. That's like all we get. So they, they could go a lot further with this, and that could get people to experiment without forcing their hand with a bounty or anything else. It'd be optional. You do it if you want. You don't have to do it. Do you think more bounties should operate on a point system instead of just combatant kills? It's not really a big issue in my mind. Do you think that crossplay is a good idea? Yeah, and it wouldn't hurt PvP because the only time crossplay would activate and you'd get into a blended lobby is when you initiate it. You would have to initiate blended lobbies. So if you want to play with your PC homie, you're going to end up playing against PC homies. If you're not initiating crossplay, then your lobby would stay pure. It would just be console against console. People always hear crossplay and they're like, oh, but that's not going to be fair. I don't want to have to play against PC gamers. You shouldn't have to. <laughs> it should only be initiated by you. You would know you're going into blended lobbies. And it would be great because you'd be able to go and play with your buds on any system in strikes and nightfalls and raids. It'd be awesome. And then again, if you go and run trials, you're going to run into folks on mouse and keyboard if you blend your fi- fire team. Uh, Jack. In your opinion, what percentage of general leveling should come from bounties versus activities? I don't have this thought out. I, I just think a nice a nice blend to where if I'm grinding activities all day long and doing bounties, that's like the absolute optimum as opposed to bounties in a lost sector. Uh, Florida Twitch Gamer with 10 months. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. And then we also got a 10-month resub from New Ford Order. Thanks for being my daily entertainment. Thank you. If you guys are enjoying this show, by the way, if you're one of the folks that might be new, maybe you're a new name in chat, maybe you haven't clicked follow yet, clicking follow is a free and easy way to support what I do. You won't miss these streams. They're family friendly. You can have me on in the background. It's like a podcast or a radio show you can listen to and interact with. And uh, following is a free way to support me. 44 months from Winterfell. Thank you. Remorse. Idea I heard on DCP, uh... Would it have been improvement on Guardian game scoring if you could choose where to bank medals regardless of your character? I would have loved to bank all my medals on my main character. This got thrown around the other day in Q&A and I think it would have been... I think this is like... It's so simple. It's 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 brilliant. Epic Blaze, thank you for the brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge emotes and ad-free viewing. Um, Fortnite, you don't get the choice and it sucks. Fortnite used to only blend your lobby if you blended your lobby. So now I get the joy of playing on mouse and keyboard and getting lasered by some potato with a controller and aim assist. Aim assist isn't that strong. Yeah, tell that to me when I get killed so fast because there's literally no cone. And it's by some player who can't move. But they hold a corner and they wait and third party me and laser me or shoot me out of the sky or whatever. Like, yeah, anyway. A lot of people submitted this idea during Q&A. I like this idea of... 
well, it's easier on my Titan, but my main is Hunter. So you'd go to your Titan, get all your medals, then you'd switch to your Hunter, turn them in, and then and then you'd run them on your Hunter as well. I think there's a, a, a mountain of ideas they could to, to, to get more. The result that we're getting right now is not class allegiance. It's only which class feels the best in the event. And it's just clear that the community just like ran to Titans. The, the the graph they showed us told that whole story if Bungie took the time they could to make it so certain bounties have an incentive to grind besides bright dust XP and tokens like mods consumables, queen's court entry yeah, this is another thing that they could do somebody brought up uh, weapon drops you know, a little bit ago it'd be great if you could get you know, random mods from gunsmith, are you missing some mods? are you trying to get some of the mods to drop? well, do your bounties on the gunsmith, they have a chance to drop mods, or they drop mods or what? I don't know you do enough, you can buy a mod or get a mod. I don't know. The shader on my hunter is the new monarchy. The um, the the really good one. Monarchy Succession or whatever it's called. Uh, Walakazam. A lot of people are telling me that you can now join mid-game in trials matches and then some people say you can't. It's a rejoin. You can rejoin if you get DC'd. Kinigmatic Echo. Do you think that the bounties are made better by requiring so many activity completions alongside kill count? Kill 200 with arc and finish three strikes. I don't mind the hybrids, but again, you don't want to go too crazy here. Again, and those are weeklies, right? Those are weeklies, so I'm fine with that. Ye old uh, hot fudge mines. I remember D1 having a sort of increasing chance mod for an exotic drop the longer you stayed in the heroic playlist. You think Bungie could implement something like that? Yeah, we talked about that for the XP. Um, yeah, we talked about that for the XP a little bit ago. If The longer I stay in the playlist, the more XP I get. And then, like, let's say I hit rank 50 with Zavala. Well, suddenly that XP bonus is better and it hits earlier. Maybe instead of taking four strikes to maximize, it only takes three or two, two or three strikes or something. So there'd be a benefit to you leveling up Zavala. And then by the time the season ends, you're getting great XP by staying in the playlist. You're getting better boon drop rates, right? You buy his weapon boons. They're more effective when you're at rank like 60 or 70 or something. Dragon Slayer. Do you believe strikes would benefit from a streak system? Yeah, we already talked about that. We just, just literally just now. Uh, Clubber. Off topic, but do you see Destiny adding crossplay anytime soon? Just had that question. I don't think it's going to happen, maybe until the next consoles. Uh, Zabali. Uh, talking about NPCs, what about factions? We'd love to see them return. We already dealt with that today. Debauchery. Do you think the bounties should be a bond? bound to the adventures in the planets I have the planet to give specific loot moon helmets well I mean sure this is another example of how they could reinvigorate the um the they could reinvigorate the do I have do we have a class item command the old content you know reinvigorating reinvigorating the I'm trying to think of how to say it. Like, existing content. Like, Avengers are not really getting used right now. Like, they tried to do that with the the Lost Sectors. Like, Legendary Lost Sectors are basically repurposed existing content, and they are Avengers now. So, they could certainly say, and this is where the daily weapon grind can come in. Like, right now, there's no real good way to get a Dire Promise. But if every day there was something, right? Uh, If every day there was something, then you could say... I'm going to go get the Dire Promise in this adventure, in this place or that place, as opposed to feeling like, 
well, the only place for me to get the the item is just a random drop, and so you just kind of give up, you know, you just kind of give up, and you and you don't, you have zero desire to just to chase it. It just kind of randomly shows up. That'd be a good like daily grind. Certain adventures could have certain items just randomly. It just rotates each day. What's your outlook on the Fellwinter's Lie and shop package as well as not having Hollowed Layer in five weeks and Iron Banner? I, I'm going to skip this one. I don't really have opinions on any of that. Uh, AJ Kid, would Destiny 2 benefit if the game had split installation? No. People have asked about this. This is not. This would not be helpful. No. That's not Destiny. I, there's people that give me crap about that on YouTube. Like, this guy just rejects ideas he doesn't like and says that's not Destiny. For frick's sake, like, the game's been out for five years, man. We can't do a split install. One install for Crucible, one install for PvE. That just doesn't feel like the way this game has been built. You got the you got the, the NPCs in the tower, you got the bounties, you got the, the hoppers. Um, I, I just, that feels so out of left field to split the install. And I just don't know if there's a way for Bungie to do that, you know? And how much would that gain us in the long run? I just don't think we need to do that. Eknor. Sorry if I already asked. How do you think the content delivery will change with these changes? I'm going to do another talk. They talked about the seasonal changes. That'll be a separate video, so I'm going to save my comments for that. Do you think all the DLCs should be saved over when you cross-save? Um, I, 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 that's, I'm not going to get dogmatic about that one. You you get everything except for, like, what? Forsaken and Shadowkeep. You have to rebuy those. I, that might not have anything to do with Bungie. That could be with just the way the... The, the stores work. I don't know. ZM Baller with eight months. Thank you. And did I thank Eric Blaze for his sub? I think I did. To branch upon the Queen Court idea, bounties uh, should affect the world in some way as well. Like witnessing changes in Queen's Court, Fender mini cutscenes, just random ideas. This is not a question. Thank you for submitting a non-question question. Thoughts on saveable loadouts? Has this ever been a topic? We've talked about that before Armor 2.0. It became a pretty big subject it'd be great if I could have loadouts like five saveable loadouts oh you can do it in dim oh, no I want it in the game I do I want it in the game all the way down to all the way down to mods cause like right now a lot of this armor I would keep up I, I would keep it on but the difference between trials and playing PVE I might have take off bow reserves take off all these and then go with different you know different stuff yeah you can do loadouts and dim yes now I don't know if loadouts and dim save mod configurations on armor 2.0 that'd be another thing it's like well my armor is going to stay the same but I would really really like to have the like the mod swap for me like when you go to do a run in a, a raid it would switch all your mods for you a, a loadout system would be fantastic I don't know if that's in the quality of life purview that they've kind of, you know, specced out for themselves, because I do think that one of the biggest challenges right now is those type of quality of life improvements take up a lot of time, and is it needed? Is it going to make a huge difference um, in the experience of the players? It would be great, but we've talked about this a lot recently. We've talked about this a lot recently, where we don't really feel quality of life improvements after a while. Um, we don't, we don't, we forget that they've added them. So if they were to do this, then eventually it would just become a forgotten thing. And is it a giant need right now? 
Long term, sure. I think where they're headed with armor and seasonal mods and armor mod slots and customization, I think a loadout system is needed long term. In the immediate future, no. Maybe in the next game, maybe in a yearly update or something. I, w- I would like it, but I'm not going to I'm not going to die on this hill. Certain things I'm willing to overlook. I'm like, okay, it's a headache, but it's not that big of a deal. Like, with great power comes great responsibility. It's like, they've given us so much customization power with Armor 2.0 and so many things you can tweak and change. And with that comes the fact that you kind of have to, like, you know, go into your menu and change a bunch of stuff if you're switching activities. I worry... I worry that it's going to begin to collapse on itself because... A lot of the times, I just I'm not bothered to change anything. I'm like, it's just strikes. I don't give a frick. It's just a dungeon or a public event or a lost sector or a whatever. I'm like, I, I don't even go in and change it. And so it's kind of collapsing on itself. It's supposed to be like this this feeling of empowerment and like changing your you know your loadout and maximizing and getting stronger. And sometimes you're like, I don't. I'm not going to do this. It just takes too much time. It just takes too much time. So. I'm going to end it there. In a few minutes, the flags will shift, so don't go anywhere. If you're here live, I'm going to keep streaming. Uh, And if you haven't yet, click the follow button. That's a free way to support me, the little heart button up in the corner. Uh, And then you can say that you'd like to be notified. I'm a family-friendly streamer. It's very interactive podcast style. uh, And we're going to keep on playing. We will be getting into some Valorant later. I've been playing that with viewers. It's been a lot of fun. I'm learning it so I can shoutcast it. I am a freelance host and shoutcaster. Uh, with an agent and I've been trying to get more of that kind of work so don't go anywhere if you're enjoying the show um, I'll answer the question that got submitted after I after I decide to end this you guys can always continue to ask me questions after this section if you're listening on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can probably catch me live right now at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe <laughs>